This is the Z Code Sports Betting Podcast. Are you struggling to find success betting sports? Tired of empty promises and scams handicapping services? Wondering why Vegas sports books become richer and richer and how you can win on sports too? This podcast is what the sports investing industry truly needs an insider look into proven successful strategies. Z Code Podcast is your crash course in sports investing that destroys popular misconceptions and provides invaluable sports prediction analysis tools that you can download for free. We outline insider winning systems from experts that make a living through sports investing and explain how you can do it too. Armed with the best tools in the industry and a proper mindset, sustaining profits is easier than ever before. Welcome to Z-Code Podcast. Hey man, DJB, welcome back to the Z-Code Podcast. How have you been? What's going on, my man? I've been I've been doing I've been doing well. I mean, a lot of stress uh, at this moment in my life, but it's it's good stress. Um, I'm I'm blessed to be in the position I am in, and I'm I'm honestly I'm probably making it harder on myself because I I feed off of stress and I wait for things for the last minute, and it just that's what drives me. So it's kind, of, it's kind of sick, but like I, 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 I feed off of it. It's like, <laughs> I like it. I like it, but I hate it at the same time. But yeah, I mean, no complaints here. I mean, life as well. How's, how's everything going for you? Um, so, yeah, pretty well as well here on my side. I was just, I was just thinking about what you were saying and I can definitely relate to that. Uh, stress is something that I kind of need in the life. But at the same time, when I have too much of it, it's a bit like crap. <laughs> yeah, too much. yeah, it's the way I look at stress as like an emotion. It tells me that I'm alive. Like it, <laughs> it, it and it, you know, it keeps everything in perspective. Uh, and it's, you know, every person handles stress differently uh, to each their own. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't phase me. Like I enjoy it in a sick way. Like I'll complain about it, and yeah, it gets overwhelming. But I know I'm gonna get it done because it motivates me, and it just—it's like a, a, like a flip of the switch. Mm. I, I can't quite explain it, but uh, it's a driving force in my life. Uh, <laughs> that's for sure. So, pretty big question in itself. What are some of the big things you've learned this past year outside of uh, sports betting? Well, first, I definitely missed uh, Z Code. I, when I, I when I could, uh, I had my moments where I'd have my streets and I would post. Uh, I, I did my the best I could to remain relatively active. Um, but school uh, for this last year, I I had to focus on school because if I knew I, the grades I needed in order for me to have all the options that I do now. And it was not no easy feat. Uh, I mean, my first semester, I mean, my first semester I took 15 credits and I ended up with like a three, four GPA. I I got Dean's list. And then this and past semester, I knew I, uh, I really need to kill it because all the schools I was applying to were, are, uh, big time schools uh, like UConn, Penn State, Quinnipiac, Sacred Heart, 
Fairfield, uh, a, a lot of big schools, and I needed needed the grades. And this last semester, I pulled off a three eight five GPA. I uh, got the highest honor. I received president's list, taking eighteen credits, and oh, wow. uh, and uh, yeah, I'm going into law. So I applied to the main schools that had these special law programs were Quinnipiac and UConn, and I got accepted into both. So um, I'm in what's called a three and three program for like for your JD. So I w- I'm going to take my LSATs in the spring at UConn, and if I pass my first year of law school will be my senior year of college. And then I would graduate and then I would do my last two years of law school. So basically I have, uh, I had that, I, I have four years left, uh, technically for one of undergrad. And then th- as long as I do what I'm supposed to do on the LSATs, I'll have three years of law school. Yeah, I, I was wondering what sort of triggered the change in your life when it comes to the degree that you wanted to do, because I remember last time we spoke, you were doing something else and then suddenly you transitioned to law. Well, yeah, yeah um, it was nursing. And what I always wanted to do was law, but I kept psyching myself out because I'm like, all right, nursing. I only have to do two more years, boom, done. Law school, I'm like, I'm going to have to do, before I knew these programs were available, I was like, I'm going to be in school. I, I, I was thinking I was going to be in school for another five, six years. So like, I always basically psyched myself out, but that's always been my passion. Like I've, like, I've, I've been in trouble with the law. Uh, I don't have a record. I don't know how I don't have a record. Good lawyers and me doing my own due diligence like I love like reading cases. I I follow everything when it comes to like the Supreme Court. Like like I I just love it, and I see how in America how fucked up the system is, and how someone who doesn't have money and has to get like a legal aid lawyer for like some like bullshit charge, versus like someone like just say someone like me who you know has has some money and could hire a nice attorney. I'm going to get off. I'm going to, I'm going to beat, I'm going to beat the case. This, this poor kid, cause he doesn't have money. I mean, it's just bullshit. And I, I just, I'm someone I know who could make a difference. I'm a natural born leader. I speak up. I, I will, the only way you can make change is, is from within. And, uh, it's just something that comes naturally to me. It's just organic. And, uh, yeah, I switched after the first semester and I took all the class, all 18 credits I took were all focused in like the law field. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I absolutely crushed it. And then, yeah, I had to decide what school I got into all the schools I applied to, except uh, Yale and Cornell. Uh, wow. <laughs> if, they, I w- if I have, if I do, if I do one more, if I do one more semester, with the same grades they said i'd get in i was sure i just missed their criteria but they did like me and they said if i apply next next semester with the same grades to up my cumulative gpa 
they said that more than likely, well, more than not, they both would accept me. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. But the thing is, I'm not going to do that. I you UConn gave me a full ride. They gave me a full ride, tuition, everything covered, and they gave me seventeen thousand dollars for housing. Oh well. Wow. So basically, on August twenty second, when school starts, I'm going to get a, cha- a direct deposit for eighty five hundred right in my account. And that just pays my apartment, my utilities, my car, whatever. Like they gave me everything. And that also, if I get into this law program, my, it, the, the, the price of the program, they'll, it'll be matched by my scholarship because I'll be like grandfathered in. So I'm not going to, everything is going to be nearly free. Like I'm going to have minimum, maybe 20,000 in student loan debt because of this, opposed to people that usually have with law school, 150, 200,000. So I, I can't say anything, but more than, but I'm blessed. <laughs> like, so I sense, it, uh, go on. I, and I was going to say another thing, I, I believe it or not, I think being on the wall for Z code and all the personalities and people from all walks of life, like you have, you have uncle Tito, who was a, a lawyer. Fuck. I just lost tied one, one. He's fucking cunts. Uh. Jesus Christ. Ah. <laughs> oh, oh my God! On to the next one. Yeah, oh, I already have the next one already. I've been, I've been all day. I've, that's what I've been doing. But it, Poland, Belgium, uh two forty-five. I believe mm. the, it's the lines over my. It's over two two and a half minus one oh nine. The last I saw, but yeah, that I've been that I'm hitting. I'm hitting fucking hard. But anywho, but being on the wall. And talking to all these different people, it's like Uncle Tito, he was a lawyer his entire life. And then he just, you know, retired and then, you know, dedicated his life to becoming a sports investor, learn everything through Z code. And that's his passion now. And like, who, uh, like, obviously, some like my, uh, my uncle, basically, I call him my uncle, uh, old school. I mean, <laughs> that he, he's done a lot. He, I, I consider I consider him family. Like I, I I I love that guy. Like he's a like he's he's my uncle. Like I consider him family. <laughs> um, and like from someone like him, how successful he was, and how he started out in his life, and all his trials and tribulations, and you know how much you know at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, how much money he walked away with, and like the, like I mean. He has a, a conglomerate. I mean, the amount of money. I mean, you know, like, I mean, I don't, I don't know the exact figure. I know ballpark, and it, it's inspiring. Like, it, it's so it's like every like, just like who else? Like, then you have like someone like Butcher, his life story, and now he's fucking working at a casino. I, I don't know what his exact title is, but. He's certainly fucking uh, some kind of boss. He's certainly some heavyweight. Uh, he's definitely, you know, a shot caller. And it's like all these stories from all these people. It's just like, it's just so crazy. Like, uh, like I don't, I, well, I don't know what uh, anyone else. I don't know what anyone else really does. Scotty, Scotty as well. I forgot what his, he talked. We had a conversation one time, but I forgot what business he was in. 
and in, he was talking about uh, yeah he has like uh, like X amount of people under him and stuff like that and mm. how he started his business with nothing and he grew it and now he has what everything he has today so it's like like all of that I think subconsciously motivated me even more yeah and there's it, a there's a fair amount of uh, entrepreneurs or sorry I, I butchered that word entrepreneurs <laughs> in in Z code who have started their business after even after uh, COVID, there's a couple of uh, restaurant owners as well now as well. Um, yeah. Vincent. Oh, Pedro, uh, right? Yeah, Pedro. Pedro. Yeah, Pedro's another one. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, I mean, I heard of the place he owns because uh, I'm from New York. Uh, and uh, it's he's got, uh, he's definitely got good buildings. If that, if he owns those buildings, he's definitely got prime real estate. Uh, and I remember, <laughs> and I remember him saying that on the wall one time. Um, and yeah, like during COVID when he was going through it and yeah, I mean him, he's, he's got prime real estate. Uh, like, so it's like all these people on Z code, I mean, they all have been successful yeah. and, with their lives and it just motive, you know, it just really, I don't know. It just subconsciously just kind of played a, a, a role with like, what am I doing? Like I, it's, it's like, I'm way too smart, and I have this, this. I feel like a narcissist just talking about myself. But it's <laughs> that's, like that's, a, that's the purpose of a podcast, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's hard to be humble. <laughs> yeah, it, I, you know, it, it it is hard. It is hard to be humble sometimes. I try to be, but sometimes, like when I go on these freaking runs, I I can't. It's like I try to be humble, and then it's like I just post everything in caps and my freaking my 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 coffins and my strawberry milks and then i'll throw in a a fucking bunny for for medi or a fucking carrot like i'm a whack job like you know it's like but at the end of the day it's like i put that work in too like like the work i put in in school like i put that same work in when i come to z code to post pics like like there's no there's no difference um and you know like I mean, my numbers check out for itself. I mean, <laughs> seventy fucking percent. Near, like that's fucking insane. I mean, it might have went down. It might be sixty nine percent now with these two losses back to back. I haven't had that in God knows how long. <laughs> uh, but no, it's like, and plus, I if you ever see the way I I I trade in games, I find a lot of them are plus money, like. Yeah, sure. There is some that are, you know, minus, minus 110, minus 120, minus whatever. Right? But if you look at it like as a whole, I would guarantee my average bet. I would get my, my, the average size would be, I would say my average odd size would probably be one plus 110. Mm. If I give or take, it would be in the plus for sure. Uh, Cause that's what I look for. I look for value. I look for that. Like, I look for good value, and I just analyze mo- multiple games. And I look for that value, and I'll only take a game with a big juice, is if like it's just sitting there in front of me, and I'm just like, yeah, it's just this is gonna hit. Like, I'm just that confident. Like, that's when you'll see me throw out maybe a minus one thirty max. Like, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna bet a one a minus one thirty, you better believe him freaking confident in that but i try to look for i try to look for value i want i love my my plus monies i love plus 120s plus 130s plus 140s plus 150s like the occasional 
I, I think the last time, I, last time I got, uh, like a few days, whatever it was, a week ago, when I was active, I think I hit a, a, a plus 188, 178. Like, I love those games. I, it's just, it's all value. And Z code has everything. And if you just have the patience to go through it, and, you know, I've been doing this long enough. So, like, I, I know how to breeze through and, you know, look what I want, where I'm set at, and just go through the motions. Um, but, yeah, I think. So, uh, you said plus 188, right? Yeah, but plus 188 or plus so one step. 2.88 decimal in uh european odds so yeah that's pretty high that's like 34 percent probability very impressive <laughs> yeah yeah i try to look for those like like i yeah i mean that's honestly what i look for like i'll see those games like with those odds i really have to do extra work because mm. that's a, you know posted on the wall and put like a big odds like that especially soccer it's different than from like tennis when I would post underdogs, when I was all I was doing, watching tennis, grinding on tennis, killing tennis, which is funny because everyone, no one knows me for tennis anymore. And I think it's so, and no one meant like, at all. Like uh, I found a comp, I didn't take it personally, but someone wrote right when the French open started and someone asked like one of the new guys, someone new asked like, yo, so who are the top tennis guys here? Where are the picks? And I forgot who responded. And I forgot who it was. Actually, you know what? I I actually do remember who it was. I'm just not gonna say the name. <laughs> I actually because I do like I actually do like I do like this person. Um, but they named who they named. They named uh, Albert Al, Albert. They uh, the becoming and mm-hmm. one more uh, and Atlas. one more. There's a good few tennis guys right now, and I'm really happy about that. Um, in a retrospect, I'm sure that person didn't mean anything malicious, especially oh, that no, um, no. you don't post tennis anymore. <laughs> so. No, no, but I'm just, but like seeing that's like it, it, it like just kind of like in question four that's gonna come up. Yeah. Just by seeing that, I almost just wanted to say fuck soccer, and just say after the because I don't like I actually never like when I was doing tennis I didn't like handicapping clay mm. so when i read that i was like this tournament's gonna end and i'm like i'm still i'm still contemplating on just focusing on tennis just right into the wimbledon focus oh. just from here right on out yeah wimbledon is going to be quite funny this season because uh they're not going to award award any points to the winners because yeah, of the, the ridiculous rules around uh Russian players not being yeah. allowed to play. Yeah, I mean that's fucking ridiculous. It's not. That's crazy. How like, that's that, it's not their fault. They they don't support it. They don't have a say. It, if I, yeah. I mean, and most of them it, have spoken against uh, whatever is going on um, in you know Eastern Europe, Eastern side of Europe in Ukraine. Um, it is what it is. I mean, they made the decision, and ATP has sort of ATP and WTA have sort of um, penalized them for that. But yeah, it's if you don't mind me moving on, we'll probably go, go, yo, back to go ahead. talking about sports betting at some stage as well. <laughs> yeah. But I want to go back to your education because, um, you know, you, you gave me a lot of answers about um, what you went through. And I sense there is a there is a point that you want to prove at your age, uh, not only to yourself, but also people around you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 
that has always been my number one motivation because I always I always knew I was going to go back. Actually, I can't say I I I a part of me more than part of me knew I was always going to go back to school. Mm-hmm. And because in high school I was just known as like like I was like the po- a popular kid who just got chickeries. I was like in like this this like I it was called the Apple program. It was basically it, honestly what it was was basically the bet like the best athletes who didn't get good grades and just got in trouble all the time. Like we were like a bunch of juvenile delinquents. Like <laughs> no joke, cursing at teachers, throwing desks. Like we were animals. Like. Nuts, but we were all like, I was there. I was soccer and baseball, and I was captain of both. And soccer is where I I won every award possible. Uh, And there's another kid, this kid P Jack, uh, won everything in basketball. Like who else? We had a, uh, we had uh, another uh, another kid that won every award for football to Chuck Watanola. Like it was just. Like the best athletes, like the best players, it was just, it was just chaos. It was so fun. So like everyone doesn't like people just know me as like the crazy, the crazy kid who, uh, you know, was really good at sports and was able to pull hot girls. Uh, I, I was never knew, known for my studies, and I know, and I never was, and that always. I mean, it's part of my fault because I didn't apply myself in high school. Like, I didn't care because I don't want to be there. If you don't want to be there, it's like I was only there for sports. That's it. Um, I mean, literally, my GPA in high school was a 1.5 GPA. Like, <laughs> like that's like literally like a D mine. I don't even know what. Like, I, I just it was ridiculous. Um, and I just saw everyone around me, like just it, it was just a buildup because I would visit all my friends at these colleges, and I'm always, I was always like, "How'd they get in here? Like, you got to be so smart." Like, yeah, their family has money, but like these schools are hard. And like, I Penn State, I would always go to Penn State and visit. Penn State is my favorite school. If they off, if if Penn State gave me the money that UConn gave me, are very similar. I would go to Penn State, um, but it's just UConn. What they did—it's just ridiculous. Like I, I can't. There's nothing that. Yeah, it's just impossible. But yeah. like I saw, like my good my buddies re- going to Penn State. I was like, oh my god! Like this kid's really smart. Penn State's a hard school to get into. It's. It, I mean, like I could never do that. And that's what I thought about my whole life. I was always putting myself down. And then, uh, yeah, like during my my like called my drug dealing stage um i actually went back to college for one and a half semesters so like i actually it's funny that those like i actually had i i like when i stopped i had like a 3.0 gpa surprise and i i was literally like literally like running a fucking mini suburban cartel and mm-hmm. and also hooked on drugs, hooked on painkillers, and going to school and doing decent, like three point. I got I ended up with a three point oh GPA, like I doped out of my mind. And then I stopped going. And then it's just funny when I, it, it it all came back full circle. 
those credits actually mattered so much because that saved me one year less that I have to do. Um, but just everything is built up over time. And then all my like, friends getting these awesome jobs. And I was always hustling. Like, I never had like a really real job. Like I had like two career, two careers, you could say, but I've, I've all them. I I've been a straight hustler my entire life. Like, so like all these kids have these like real jobs, getting real paychecks. And I'm just grinding, hustling, just making bank, doing freaking you know, everything on the, everything on, on the world on the underground. Mm. Uh, and then it just, it finally hit me. Like when I, like when my buddy got arrested and then he took the, he took the rat, he took the rat, he took everything, he took the fall for me, never ratted me out. And that's when I got sober. Uh, I, I cut all the painkillers out, everything. I was fully sober for four years. Uh, and the only thing I've done since is I'll have a drink here and there. I probably drink maybe three, four times a year. I don't eat, I don't touch drugs. Uh, it's actually funny enough. It's from drugs. My anniversary, my 10 year anniversary from touching all that shit was, uh, May 27th. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so all that had to happen and it just all, then like all of a sudden education came back in my head and then the, and then my car accident happened where, I mean, that was, I mean, I spoke about it in, first uh part one and what it did to me um but then coming on the other side it made me just all came together i was like all right yeah it's time to go back to school and uh then covid hit i deferred so i didn't because i was like yeah no fuck this this is when covid this is like when covid was at its peak where it's like you know i have my parents to worry about so this is before any vaccine this is like this is right when it happened so i deferred i didn't go the first year I waited. Uh, and then I found Z code in October. So that's when I got involved with Z code. And then it was just a collectively everything. And I was just looking around at how all my like friends, how they judge certain people. And I, I it just, it kind of just disgusts me. Yeah. And it, and I was like, you know what? I'm smarter than all these motherfuckers. Everything I've been through, I've I've literally ran businesses. Like I could be a fucking CEO. Like I know like I can like I know how to run a business. Like like if I if that was allowed, everything that I did on the underground would be allowed on a resume. Like I could be work I could work for freaking Google, Apple, Amazon, like without a question. But like it just I had a chip on my shoulder. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna like just fuck this. Like, this is my time. I'm thirty. Like, I was thirty four at the time, and I was like, yeah, I I could bang all this out before I'm forty. And it's not about where you start; it's about where you finish. Just like, just like sport. It's just like sports traded. It's it's not about how you start. It's about the process and how you how you grow and how you manage your bankroll so there is parallels between the two and that's how i i i kind of look at it the way i can i can compare the two and i just knew it was time to grind and i knew it was time to shut 
people up and shock the fucking world. And I did exactly that. And my, I was, I was literally off the grid for this last year. Like literally I talked to maybe like three people and people and then Z code, like literally that was it. like my contact was literally school professors, advisors. Like, I had a whole team around me. So I made, I made sure I surrounded myself with the best team. Like I was not fucking around. Like I had people on my ass. I had people pushing me like just savage. And, uh, yeah, it just, when I finally finished after my second semester and then I got all the acceptance letters from every single school I applied to, except the like two, like, are like two of the best schools in the, in the country, let alone the nation. Um, like in the world, do you want to go at it? I mean, Yale, I mean, that's up there with, you know, Cambridge and, uh, what's the other one? I was actually looking, I was actually looking at those schools that believe it or not, Cambridge and Oxford, right? Mm. Is it Cambridge, Oxford? Yep. Top two. <laughs> I was looking at them and I was like, I can, I was like, I can get into these schools. Like I was looking at their, like their requirements and everything. Like I'd actually, I would be able to get in to both of them, but I was like, yeah, no, 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 I'm getting too crazy now. But, um, yeah, I, uh, after the first semester, I, I knew I didn't want to do nursing. And I just said, you know what, the, the, sometimes the hardest things in life are, are sometimes the hardest things in life are the things that you need to sacrifice it all because the reward in the end is going to be the best feeling in the world. And I, I have, I have a good idea how hard it's going to be, but I, I still don't have a, a clue. Like it's going to definitely be the hardest thing I've ever done. And I'm ready for that challenge. And I, I, I I've had, recommend, I have recommendations and people literally like I, I, two, I, I couldn't see one of the recommendations from one of my advisors. He wouldn't show it to me, but I saw two of the others and one was written so beautifully by a philo- my, my philosophy professor and his book, his text, he actually wrote the textbook. He like 70% of colleges use his textbook. Um, he wrote me a recommendation letter and he, and what he wrote basically at the end was the harder things get and the more under pressure Mr. Buckley is the more he thrives and comes out on top. He refuses to lose. He can't lose. And no matter what, there's no such thing as failure in his, in his world. And then he wrote like, I believe Mr. Buckley, he goes, Mr. Buckley is one of the top students I've ever taught. And I believe he's going to go farther in life than anyone I've ever met. Like he wrote this beautiful, like, and I was just like, this is what these people think of me. And then, and the, and then the, the truth, the third recommendation came from uncle P old school. <laughs> then he wrote a killer one, a, a, a fucking killer, a killer resume. He wrote a killer recommendation. <laughs> um, and knowing all these people are behind me now, knowing that these people, like these successful people from different like 
old school was a real estate developer and now like successful that a freaking uh, doctor in philosophy wrote his own textbook that 70% of college uses today. One of the, and he's definitely the smartest professor I've ever had. And then my advisor who's been doing this for 40 years uh, and who's a hard ass and uh, I'm curious, I wish I knew what he wrote, but knowing these people are behind me, and this is what these people think of me. And then even my best of friends, just like yo, like you have it, like like you, you just you're just a killer. Like when you set your mind to something, there's nothing that could stop you. Like you just go into a world of your own, and that's it. Like it's a gift, and it's because I have that chip on my shoulder. It's yeah because. I didn't know what I wanted to do at 18 when all my friends with all their money went to the big college schools and partied and got that experience. I, I just wasn't ready. I wasn't mature enough. I had to go through everything I went through to be where I am today. And it all led to this. And once this is all said and done and I'm sitting there fucking past my bar, officially become a lawyer. What, what's there to say? Oh, I'm 38 probably 38 maybe 39 cool awesome that's what that's me working that's working in your bank it's uh invested in your bankroll for five years and (laughs) yeah i was just i was just about to ask you as far as the sports betting go oops sorry the microphone has fell on the ground (laughs) um as far as the sports betting goes uh what has changed in your life last year since last year um it's, a, it's something you wrote to me is very accurate i've become uh, a lot more conservative mm. uh I, i'm very i'm very selective and i do my due diligence and being in school and being so busy so when i had those times free i put every ounce of energy into studying games and it there, it, it just came that it was like, I don't need, if there's just like, especially like, like, like right now, for example, it, it's particularly, I'm not a fan of betting soccer right now. Like, it's just not a very, it's like, it's so hit or miss. It's just, I, I like when everything, I, especially like all these, like the, the world teams, it's like, I don't like, it, it's like how hard are they trying? Like it's a nation. It's like, I don't know. I only like when it comes to world cup, I only like taking on the big tournaments, like like Euro cup and world cup. Like, you know, everyone's giving it their all. Like, so like, it's too hard to account for what everyone's thinking or how hard they're trying or like, so I, I try to stay away. But like I said, that Belgium polling game today, I mean, that thing screaming off the the charts, everything I look, everything. I mean, yeah. So, but anyway, I become very selective. I just know there's some days, some days, like, you just don't need to place a trade. Um, like, this, there's no need to. Uh, and I've learned from doing this for so long, I have an eye. I'm very intuitive. I trust my instincts. So there's times where I can look at games and I'll just see a game and it'll hit me. Like I'll catch it and I'll remember something from previous games and how they like, and how they play. And then I'll 
you know, back check, do, mm-hmm. do the research and just make sure everything plays out. And, you know, more times than not, my eyes, I mean, I have a killer freaking eye. Um, like I, I, I'm a, a lot of it's intuitive, but I always, I, I never just bet on intuition. I always, ba- I always back check myself. I always run through the games. I run through every, like I always like, I always run through everything. So it's not like I just look at a game. Oh yeah. 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 Like I, that's definitely not like, I don't do that, but I have an eye to pick out certain games. Like a lot of times it's like when I pick out games that hit my eye, soccer buddy, you'll say friggin' over two and a half goals, 19% and I'll hit like, it's just games. I can't explain it. Like I see things with numbers and like, like when teams play each other in patterns, like I just see things that are, I can't, I can't quite explain it. Like I see certain elements to where I, I do rely on soccer buddy, like, you know, pretty favorably, but there's times where my research play, my, it comes out where, I have no problem going against soccer buddy with an 18% over two and a half or 30%. Like you see it all the time. It happens. Like you see games with 90%, uh, not rarely, but you see, you do see games at 90% across the board and they don't hit. So it's like the same thing. It's like, yeah, you're going to get those games at 18% that hit. Um, so, so a lot, not a lot, but sometimes I, I hit those games a, a fair amount. Uh, and I'm not afraid to take them. Like I, I just like yeah, I'll take it. You know, the top game of the day at 88 percent because it, it plays out. Like I don't look for that. Like sure, yeah. like I'll back check it, but I'm not like I'm not someone who's just going oh, top, oh that's 88. Let me just post that pick. Like no, like I look at everything, and most of the time, like a lot of the times, I don't pick that number one game. Like. I probably picked in that number one game, maybe like 30, 35% of the time. Like I look at everything else. Like that's why I love Saturdays. Like I love Saturdays and Sundays and like everything's rolling. It's like, I just, this straight. It's just like, I assassinate. It's like not even fair. Um, but I, I just think with school and the discipline I've learned to manage my time and everything, I, I, even though I love instant gratification, I've learned that it'll come. It, it, all everything that you want will come in time, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do and you're honest with yourself. And that that comes with age as well, doesn't it? Oh, certainly. Like, like it went back like with the school thing. I wasn't ready. Like, I couldn't go to college at 18 like everyone else did. But, like I passed up a college scholarship for a girl like that's like that's my maturity at that age like i look at that now and i tell that story now to like my future advice like my my advisors i told it to my future like my new advisor up at uconn and he just looked at me and was like you passed up going to suny ulster like they were the number one they were not like they were the number two juco team in the nation the year i was supposed to go there they went to the national championship and I passed that up for a effing fucking girl. Like, so like going through all this shit and all these fuck ups in my life has brought me to a, a moment of clarity and peace. And, and that really came also with my accident. Uh, I mean, that played a pivotal role because I lost, like I said, I, I lost my identity for nearly two years. I didn't know who I was. 
and that was the scariest thing in the world. And I thought I can conquer everything. I mean, I went through freaking withdrawal, oxy withdrawal. That was a killer. I, I but that undiagnosed PTSD that I suffered for a year with, refusing to go to a to a psychologist. That I mean, that broke me mentally, and it took me another another eight months to fully prepare, like get my head back into back into the game. And it just was a blessing. It, it truly was a blessing. Everything, it, it just everything, the way it played out and what it led up to, it's like a fucking movie script. Like I can't make it up. It, and it's it's truly remarkable. But yeah. So- so have you picked up any, well, this is a question that sort of um, changes the topic a little bit, but I'm kind of curious about it as well. Have you picked up any new passions in the last year that tie to sports? I, I, I finally, it took me forever. I finally am able, because after being a bookie for five years, four or five years, I, I couldn't watch games anymore, like any American games. It was just just football, NFL. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't. I've other every other sport. Like I used to follow the Rangers all the time. Like the the Knicks. Like I always follow the playoffs. Like and I haven't followed that in years. Like at all, nothing. Like like from like when I closed down shop until probably if like right when the Rangers made the playoffs. Uh, I finally, I started to get that passion back to watch, actually watch a team that I love without having any money on it and no stress and enjoy the game for the purity of it and the, the, the level of, the level of pressure and excitement and nervousness, all these emotions that these players are feeling and just, you know, seeing the rush of game sevens. I, I've watched a few NBA games that uh, I've been watching the finals, uh, but I'm starting to get back into those sports just as a fan. Like it, it feels, it feels good. It, it's something that I wanted to get back, but it just, I had no interest or desire. And then, it, you know, it, uh, you know, my buddy said to me, he's like, yo, you used to know, you used to know every single thing about any sport. He's just like, now you only know NFL. You know NFL and college football, but you don't you don't follow anything else anymore. Like, and then he's like, I don't know tennis. Like, and he's like, and you do the soccer thing. Like, you know that? It was, I don't know soccer besides the World Cup. So it's uh, so. Yeah, I'd say it's getting back into uh, the American sports that I don't trade on or am an expert at by any means. Uh, and being able to watch it just, you know, for the pure, the purity and love of it. All right. So are we going to see you post tennis picks anytime soon? Ah. <laughs> 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 I, I think I might have to. I, um, I. Do you know what? I, I love, I, I right. love it. I, I, I would have to, but I'm, I'm gonna have to order. Uh, what was it I had? The tennis. The, this I had the one of the the, the subscriptions that the tennis channel, 
it was like mm-hmm. uh it was like two hundred dollars for the year, but uh, you got every single match, um, like the like the two or three main ones would have commentary, but the rest would just be on like the shitty courts with no, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, and that's like no, that's all I would take. Like, and that's what you need to do when you're like with tennis as a handicapper. Like, you got to literally, like, because right now it's like I consider it a new season. Clay and grass are fucking totally two different beasts. They're totally, they're new worlds. So if you're going to handicap, you got to start at the beginning of the season, just like right now. And if I am to do it, I'm going to stick to the advice that a wise, a few wise men told me you got to focus on one sport. Like when I focus on tennis, it's only tennis. Like that's it. Unless God forbid, I'll stumble on a crazy soccer game that I just know it's a hit. And I'll post the occasional. Like I did, I did do that occasionally with, with uh, tennis, but all my focus is on tennis. And I mean, it's on all every single type of player and i and i'll say i'd have to go back and i'd study this last because i haven't i've i I watched i haven't been watching it as much but i do keep track and i've seen the players who've progressed and grown because i followed them like young like someone who i followed and i knew he was going to be a killer was uh what i always fucking forget his name oh my god give me a second I'm going to say the name to you. You're going to know who it is, but I'm too stubborn that I have to say it. Like once I, you're going to know just because it, he was, he was in literally just in the final. And I'm too stubborn. Uh, the, the final of uh, French open. Yeah, Rudd. Rudd. Yeah. Him. He was always, uh, yeah, I I followed him from the moment I started handicapping tennis. That dude is a force on clay. He and he's and yes, sir. Yo, I, I, this is gonna be a crazy bold call out. I think Zara, I mean, I don't know his health right now, which it, which makes me nervous. But when Zarev is back in full health in prime, I believe he dethrones Joko. I believe he's the best player in the world, Zverev. I think so he's, too. I did. 25. I did have money on him against uh, uh, Nadal, and well, sadly the injury got best of him. But he was he was playing a really good match. Yeah, he and he's only getting better, and his emo like because I follow him. Um, I love because I, I love him because he used to be such a hothead. But he's learned to – he's definitely toned it down a lot. And he's – that was always his biggest issue was like, yo, he'd be killing it. And then he would – all of a sudden he'd have – he was huge with freaking the double faults. And then he'd get in his head. And then he'd freaking go – he'd lose his mind. Like like fucking uh, – what the uh, – uh, Fagini. What the hell is his name? Uh, the freaking Italian. Like he would go all bonkers. And he's learned, he's calmed down so much. And he demonstrated that at the, at the Olympics. Um, and the fact that he played this well on clay, which is arguably his worst surface, 
I mean, that is, I mean, it's truly remarkable. Um, I, I mean, I, I think he's the best player in the world and he's not going to get the credit for it. And there's going to be insane value on him. Uh, there's going to be insane value on him coming up. But like I said, this is injury. Like I haven't followed up on it. Have you, have you followed up on it? Do you know how serious it is? Yeah, sadly, he had an operation. I think his ligaments got torn. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not looking... It's looking promising, but it will take him time to recover. And it's probably going to take a bit of time to get back to the form he used to be in, especially at the form that he presented at the French Open. You know, second set, um, what was it? That like? was crazy. Three hours, and yeah, the second three hours set wasn't even completed. Three hours... <laughs> It was three hours, 49 minutes, I believe. That's absolutely insane. I mean, that game, I mean, sad the way. I mean, yeah. he he proved, uh, I, he's been a sleeper of mine. I've always, because if you look back, I hit him big, oh, like a lot. Like, I hit him big against Joko and Nadal and uh, uh, Ceci Pass. Like, I took him and, and hit plus 350, plus 400. I, I hit huge on him. I post picks on the wall with him when I was capping tennis and I was banging him out. Like I, like, I'm like, this guy gets it together. He will be, the, he's, I think he's the best player in the world. Mm. And Rublev and Rublev hasn't shown, like, I don't know what's wrong with him. He's just hit or Like he, he's, I don't know what, it, what it, it, he comes off. Like, He's just so hit or miss. Like, I just can't. I, I just can't. I can't put my finger on it with him. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's but, he's not very predictable, to be honest. He will play the best tennis, like a number one uh, tennis player, and then suddenly he just falls apart. Yeah, anyway, yeah, let's say that tennis friend. So to, to answer your question, I am. Uh, I when we hang up, I am I'm actually gonna I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go to my tennis research and I'm gonna I'm gonna go backlog the last six months. I mean I'm gonna run through everything and then I'm I'm gonna since I know know all the players so well, it won't be that hard for me. Uh, I just gotta see like like who's playing like, like like I just really want to see, you know, who is playing well, who's on, and then who also kills it on the grass. And I, I, I want to. I'm be honest, with you, I want to. Can I? Yes. Can I crush it? Yes. So, I, it's, yeah, it's, that was sort of the next thing I was going to ask you is what's next for DJB. But I think we know the answer for that. We're going to see you post tennis picks and you're going to be crushing it. <laughs> but like if you say it, like, it's like if it's not broken, don't fix it. It's like you're like, how am I going to switch over to tennis when I'm at a 70% clip on soccer? Like, do you know how insane that is? Like, I'm going to switch sports when... I have a hit rate that's documented in which is probably, I don't know. Like I, it's probably the best friggin' hit rate for soccer in the world or up. I mean, I don't know what it made top 10 in the world. I, I mean, I don't know. I, have you ever heard of a 70% fucking clip? Well, 
it's like, am I, do I, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to retire for that for a few months and just go and do, te- and do tennis in which I did. I mean, I don't, I don't know what my, I mean, my tennis is, cr- I don't know. I hit insane in tennis and I made a lot of money with tennis because of those freaking odds. Mm. So huh, <laughs> I'm really excited me. for you to start posting. Uh, yeah. You got, now you to you start and I'm going to, I'm going to be following as well. That's, Another stress. You know, this is my cup of tea, tennis. Know, we can have a discussion about it as well. <laughs> oh, I, dude, I, I, dude, I love tennis. It's just I, I had to take the advice from from the vets and just, yo, you gotta focus on one. You gotta focus on one. And the moment I started following tennis again, I start itching to, you know, play something. But it's like I'm not in a position to play something. I haven't been following it. And I, I would be placing it off of what, like, you know, m- memory from the past and where players were, you know, uh, a year ago. Uh, yeah. Like, it's a more than the, it's all, it's like, no, I can't. I would have to sit down and do a full, like, I'd have to do a, like, a full body of work. But it is easy that now it's on grass and it's a new season. Like, I always consider each each surface is a new season. That's the way I, I view it. Um, so that's the beautiful thing about tennis. And, you know, it's, uh, I'm very, I'm, I, oh my God. It's like, do I do this to prove a point? Is it, is it like, like, this is insanity. If I stop soccer and just go to, and I, and I start doing tennis. That's something for you to think about. Because of you. Well, I don't, well, 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 no. Honestly, I brought it up and then you just, you just fed off it and just kept, then you're, you're just like, all right, I can egg this on. Getting, you kept going with it. So that's my fault. Mm. Listen, this was um, an honor to have you back. Thank you so much for dedicating a bit of time and we're doing it in a very funny hour because it's really early for you. Uh, Dude, I'm wide I, awake. <laughs> I'm wide awake, and you've, you've so, given us really good content yet again. So I've been up all I've been up all night, and I and this is a message for everyone out there. Even though I've been conservative, I do promise. Coming up, I am going to pull one of my DJB fade the public benders. My <laughs> you know about my famous sports benders, right? Yes, <laughs> I, I people a few people I sat, said to me about it. It's I promise, it's coming. I'm gonna I'm gonna deliver. I'm gonna go against my conservative play, uh, and I'm uh, it, it's coming. You guys uh, heard it here first, so it is coming, and um, <laughs> 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 I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, my man, Jake, you're, you are a professional in every single way. And that question number four, bro, you are a journalist at your core. That was the best question. I sent that question. Liter- I sent that question. I sent all the questions, but I said, look at number four and tell me this dude does not hit this on the nail on the head. And both of them, one was a girl, one was my, was my best friend, uh, who actually does interviews, he does podcasting, and they just laugh their ass off. They go, holy shit. That's crazy that he knows that. Off like the, the, Just doing like a few interviews with you and like dialogue off the wall. Like that's nuts. And I'm like, I know. So 
that is, I, that is, I'll, I mean, I've always had tons of respect for you. You are on. Likewise. Uh, yeah, you, that was, yeah, you are a professional. And anytime we got to, and I heard, uh, what I heard, uh, my man CP said it. He said he, he wanted to do, he wanted to do a podcast. I believe he said, uh, with Christopher or old school, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta bring DJB with, with someone on here. I mean, I'm straight comedy. Imagine they're really hard someone... to they're really hard to uh, organize. Never mind one person, but when it when it's a whole, well, when you have old. multiple people, but I could get old. I could get old. We can try. We can try. I, I keep saying we'll, we'll try, but I, I want to get through the the podcast with individuals, and then we can look into doing them with uh, multiple people on the on a single podcast. But yeah, hey, that's something for the future. I'll I'll keep you in the loop if if that happens, if the opportunity arises. I haven't done one with old school in a long time as well, so maybe the next opportunity would be to do it with um, yourself, uh, old school, and uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see who it is, we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I can promise well, you that you will be with another guest on. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter stage. who you told me. Anyone you can tell me what one of the Europeans, the other side of the wall. Because I, I mean, I, I, I. I'm a chameleon. I can adapt to everybody. I, I get along with everybody. Like, I'm like, I think I'm probably one of the only people on the wall who literally has, like, who does the American side and the European side. Just because <laughs> I'm a nut. Like, it's crazy. Like, I'm in literally both clans. Thank you so much once again. And uh, best, of, yeah. best of luck to you. Absolutely. We'll be in touch. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our Z-Code Sports Betting Podcast, where insider systems, secrets, and tools are revealed to help you win on sports betting. If you have a comment or question, make sure to visit us at www.zcodesystem.com. Download our free sports prediction tools and join our VIP club to follow winning systems from people who make a living betting sports professionally. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. See you next time.